the sun is shining and all of my favorite plant friends are popping up right now. Speaking of plants, what are you growing this year? Do you know? Do you know what kind of medicine will be in your garden? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Totally okay if you're still trying to figure it out. We're all growing and learning on this journey, right? But if you want some help, I do have a family medicine garden guides. It's basically 10 essential herbs that I feel like every mom needs to know and grow in their yard. I give you some growing tips and ways that you can use it as medicine, and it's totally free. So if you want that, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes here for you to grab it and give Get your hands digging in the dirt and growing incredible medicine for you and your family. Did you get hit by all those wild winter storms? Did you get the unexpected or insane amounts of snow and ice? If you did and you weren't ready for that kind of scene, you definitely want to tune into this episode because I'm going to talk about some of my favorite ways that you can use herbs to keep you warm during a wild, crazy winter snowstorm. Welcome to the Herbalist's Path, where we're on a mission to inspire a movement where there's an herbalist in every home again with your host, clinical herbalist, Melissa Mutterspa. Hey, Herbalist Path friends. I hope that you have found a way to stay nice and warm and cozy as all of these wild winter storms flow through our country. Actually, this past weekend, I had about 21 inches of snow come to my yard, and I'm I'm so grateful. I actually live up on Mount Hood, which we're used to snow. We thrive upon snow sports and the ski industry here, but I'm a little bit of a lower elevation than the ski areas, and we don't get that much snow that often. But it was the most light and fluffy and beautiful snow. And I had so much fun playing in it with my seven-year-old daughter. I mean, from snow forts to snowmen to sledding to just jumping off the edges of rocks into big piles of fluff. It was awesome. But, you know, aftermath and the fact that the city closest to me, Portland, Oregon, and all of the surrounding areas got immense amounts of ice and the power went out and the internet went out and the water went out and our cell service went out and all the things went out and it throws people for a loop. And, you know, I'm really fortunate that I'm pretty well prepared to live without power and live off grid if that's what need be. So it's kind of an exciting time for me, but I know for a lot of you out there, it's not quite so exciting and it becomes really stressful and um, and really cold and scary and all those kinds of things. And, you know, when you're in Texas and you're getting snowstorms and you have no power for days, I can imagine that is so unfun. So I just really wanted to come on and share with you some of my favorite tips on how you can keep warm during a winter snowstorm. And yeah, you can totally use herbs to help you with that. Herbs are amazing, especially the common culinary ones that you use to cook with in your kitchen cabinet. There are so many warming herbs out there. So 
I'm just going to take the rest of this podcast. I'm going to share with you some of my favorite things to do with herbs when it comes time to keeping warm and, you know, cozying on up. So like, for one, ginger. Ginger is amazing. I love to cook with it and it's very warming and it's a circulatory stimulant. So it's going to make the blood flow throughout your body better and all the way out to your extremities, meaning your fingers and your toes. So if you're somebody who's sitting there like bundled up as much as can be, but yet your fingers and toes cannot get warm, no matter what you do, that means you might need a little circulatory stimulant to help you out and something like ginger. Ginger can be a great friend during that time. You can just do something so easy, like a simple cup of ginger tea can just work wonders to make you all cozy and rosy from the inside out. You just go to your local store, find a hunk of the ginger rhizome um, in the produce section. Hopefully you can get organic. Um, take it home and cut a little chunk, maybe about the size of your thumbnail. If you want to slice it up into smaller pieces, it might help get more of that medicinal value out there. And then pour some boiling water over it. If you have like a little plate or something to cover it to keep the steam and the volatile oils of the ginger in, that's really nice too. And after about 10 minutes, you could go longer than 10 minutes, you can take that cover off, add some lemon, add some honey or maple syrup if that's your jam, maybe even a sprinkle of cinnamon. Um, and you got yourself a really delicious and warming tea beverage, which is so good. Um, another thing I like to do, what I did this past weekend when we were playing in the snow, I made up one of my absolute favorite soups. It's called 10 Spice Veggie Soup, and it is really filling, really delicious, really nutritious. I actually got the recipe from this website, Oh She Glows. They have a bunch of fun recipes on there. But it's basically like a lot of yummy veggies. Think your carrots, bell peppers, butternut squash or sweet potato, some tomatoes, some celery, of course your onions and garlic and all the good stuff to keep you nice and warm and full. And then they have you make this really incredibly delicious uh, 10 spice blend. And the blend consists of smoked paprika, garlic powder, dried oregano, onion powder, basil, thyme, black pepper, sea salt, white pepper, and a little bit of cayenne pepper. So it does pack a bit of a kick and it's just, it's yummy. If you don't want too much kick, you can still get that warming effect without so much cayenne pepper. Um, really, it's something to play around with, but it's it's by far one of my favorite soups to turn to when it's winter or even in the fall. I just get excited knowing that this is going to come into my meal planning rotation. If you want the recipe or the specifics for it, you're welcome to shoot me a message in Instagram. I will gladly send that to you. Um, on another note for other warming dishes, you could just make yourself a nice curry dish or a curry spice blend. 
I really love all the fantastic, warming, colorful herbs in a curry. Um, and plus, you know, you get to add all of those veggies if that's your jam. And really, the sky's the limit as far as what you can add in there. You get to get creative. And I think that's what I love about cooking and herbs at the same time because there's so many different pathways to take. And, you know, it's, it can be both an art and a science. Some of the warming herbs you might want to think adding to your curry dishes would be ginger again, turmeric, cumin, your red or green chilies. You could add mustard. You're going to want to add black pepper. You can go for the warming, sweeter uh, kind of curries with some cinnamon or clove, nutmeg or cardamom. And then you also get to add in those other really great aromatic plants like garlic and onion or lemongrass, lime, lemon even, cilantro. I don't like cilantro. I always say it's bad for your taste buds, but I know so many of you out there do love it. Um, but anyways, you can take your curry, you can make it with a whole rainbow of veggies. You can use it as a rub for your meats. Heck, you could even use it as a popcorn seasoning if that's your jam or just add some coconut milk to it and get those yummy fats in there, those medium chain triglycerides if all you MCT oil loving people are out there. Get your coconut um, and make a curry and warm yourself up and get those healthy, delicious, nutritious fats in there. So speaking of coconut milk and favorites of mine when it comes to warming beverages is golden milk. And if you haven't had golden milk yet, do yourself a favor and make it. It's so yummy. And it's another one of those where you can totally get creative with the herbs you choose to add in yours. I'm going to share with you a basic recipe that is on my blog. If you want to check it out, it's at theherbalistpath.com. Head over to the blog section and then you could either look up golden milk or um, the blog title is why is gut health so important. And yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes to it too. Or you can totally message me on Instagram. You can you can find me over at The Herbalist Path on Facebook. I'll get the recipe to you. Point being, there are many ways to get in touch with me for it. Um, but the golden milk, I make coconut milk from scratch and I love it because I get this beautiful layer of that, that delicious fat that's so tasty. And then just the flavor of the coconut in there. All we add is coconut, raw desiccated organic coconut and some water. And we add the water while it's warm so it helps to extract those fats a bit. We invested in an almond cow recently, which is like my favorite toy at the house, that in an instant pot. But um, you can do this without that. If you have a high speed blender, you can blend it up. You'll put the warm water and the coconut together and let it sit for at least 30 minutes to extract out those fats. And then you're going to blend it. And then they have these nut milk making bags and you pour what's blended into there and you strain it out. But anyways, that's how I make coconut milk. I do it with the almond cow these days. You can do it without the almond cow. It's totally worth it. Or, you know, if you're not up for that and you just want to get whatever kind of milk you like, stellar. Do that. Um, and then you're going to want to take about one cinnamon stick. You're going to do one chunk of fresh turmeric or about an inch of it when I say a chunk. Or you could do a half teaspoon of dried turmeric. Uh, you're going to do a chunk of ginger. 
Uh, you don't need to peel it because you're going to strain this out later, but you can thinly slice it. You can do about a tablespoon of honey or maple syrup, whichever one is your preference. And you can add a tablespoon of virgin coconut oil, a quarter teaspoon of whole black peppercorns, two whole cloves. And then as a garnish, you can do like a dash of the ground cinnamon. So if you've got a mortar or pestle, you could take that and you could crush your peppercorns, your cloves and your cardamom pods, which I forgot to tell you about. You're just gonna take like three or four cardamom pods. Um, and you can mash those together just to get them broken open and more of the surface area to be absorbed. And then you're going to pour your milk into a saucepan. You're going to simmer it on low minus the honey, simmer it with those other spices and ingredients I talked about for about five to 10 minutes and then add your sweetener. Um, if that's your jam and enjoy, like this is so, so, so yummy. And it's, it's so beneficial for inflammation, for your gut, for your immune system. And you know what it's the best for? It's best for your taste buds. Cause if your taste buds aren't happy, ain't none of the rest of you going to be happy. So make yummy things for yourself and make them yummy and healthy. So Speaking of yummy and healthy, you know, my daughter doesn't always want to try my golden milk. Sometimes she just wants hot cocoa. And great news is that you can totally have hot cocoa that is not laden with all kinds of sugar and who knows what the heck else. And it can be totally delicious and really, really warming when you're freezing your tushy off. The secret to making it a healthy hot cocoa is in buying organic raw cacao powder, C-A-C-A-O, not Swiss Miss, not C-O-C-O-A, you went cacao, cacao, C-A-C-A-O, <laughs> because it's rich in flavonoids. And it's been shown to be really beneficial for a huge range of health issues, including your cardiovascular health, helping to reduce inflammation throughout your entire body. It's also really rich in fiber. So it's going to be beneficial for your digestive health as well. And if you want to dive deeper into the health benefits of chocolate, two great friends of mine, um, Two naturopathic physicians in the Portland, Oregon area just did a whole webinar on the health benefits of chocolate. It was my friend, Dr. Orna Isaacson, and my friend, Dr. Melissa Berry. Melissa Berry owns the best chocolate company ever. She owns a company called Missionary Chocolates, and they're all vegan chocolate. She uses a ton of herbs in there, gets really creative, and they are just seriously amazing chocolates that you don't have to feel so guilty about. And then Dr. Orna is just a wealth of fantastic information. She has a lot of knowledge to share with you on her website, dorna.net. You can totally sign up for her newsletters there. I'll link to them in the show notes. She does all kinds of fantastic workshops and she's just a wealth of knowledge and she can talk about how you can use chocolate and not feel the guilt about it, which, you know, what a heck of a bonus that is, right? Anyway, 
onto the hot cocoa because really, who doesn't want to know how to make healthy hot cocoa? So I use that homemade coconut milk I already talked about, and I do about two cups of that. And then I add two heaping tablespoons of organic raw cacao powder. I let that simmer for five minutes or so, maybe 10, and then I add some maple syrup. You could start with about a tablespoon, you know, if you want it sweeter, add more. If you want the more bitter flavors, take out the maple syrup. You can use honey if you want. It's really up to you, you know, it's kind of like a hot cocoa. You do you how you like it. And that's the basics of my hot cocoa recipe. And it's so yummy and filling and nourishing. But if you really want to increase the warming effects of this super yummy beverage, then sprinkle a little cinnamon in there. Maybe toss a cinnamon stick or some some cinnamon chunks um, when you're simmering it. I caution you on the cinnamon powder because when you mix that in a beverage, it can get really kind of sludgy at the bottom. But... The cool thing about adding the cinnamon in there is it gets the blood moving to those fingers and toes to get you all warmed up so you're not just frozen like an icicle. Um, it's a really great circulatory stimulant and it adds an extra touch of warmth, especially if you're making this hot cocoa for your kiddos like I did all weekend. Cinnamon is really warming, but it's not so hot. So speaking of so hot, I also love to add cayenne into my hot cocoa. And yeah, like I just said, it's a super hot herb. So you do want to be careful, but it also does a phenomenal job of warming you from the inside out, really boosting that circulation, getting those fingers and toes warmed up, right? Because that's what we're trying to do right now. Just be careful because, you know, you don't want to make your hot cocoa so hot that you can't eat it and then, or drink it, <laughs> then you're just not going to be so stoked on it and it's not going to work. But since we were quickly talking about cayenne, and I know a lot of you out there are without power and electricity and have been for many days, I do have another really cool tip that I love to use when it comes to playing out in the snow and wintertime fun or not so fun in some of your situations, but that doesn't require any cooking or electricity for those of you that are without electricity. So you could try putting a bit of cayenne pepper powder in your socks down by your toesies. And if you're really careful and you promise to wash your hands super duper well, you could also put the cayenne powder into your mittens. But I do need to caution you again and make sure that you do the hand washing part because you don't want to get cayenne in your eye. You don't want to get cayenne in your nose and you sure as heck don't want to get cayenne into all your other special pretty parts if you catch what I'm saying. But back to the cayenne and why the heck would you put cayenne in your socks and why would you put it in your mittens? Well, because it does a great job of bringing more of that blood flow to the fingers and the toes and to get you nice and warm and cozy, toesy and rosy. And with the weather that we're all going through across this whole freaking country right now, who the heck doesn't want that, right? 
Oh, I do have one more great suggestion. So if all that snow shoveling and body shivering has got your body all achy and painy and your muscles are all sore, you could also totally try out my Bobcat Balm. It's a really amazing salve that I created for helping to ease those body aches and pains and the sore muscles, things like that. And it definitely features cayenne in it, so you know it's bringing that circulation to the area as it simultaneously works to ease those body aches and pains. And as a bonus for tuning into this podcast today, you can totally get 15% off Bobcat Balm right now over at mountainmels.com and you could just use the code THP15 when you're checking out and you could get some bobcat balm for that sore, achy, winter abused body of yours. Yeah. Anyways, I figured I'd pop on. I'd share with you since, you know, I'm pretty good at living in the snow and I know a lot of you may not be. I figured it could be really helpful to pop on here and just share some tips and information on what you can do and how you can use herbs to keep yourself warm during a mighty winter storm. Cool. So I hope that some of these tips have really helped you. I know that a lot of you are going through winter wild storms that you're not used to. I live up on a mountain. I love to play in the snow. I know that's not everybody's favorite love, but I do also have some really great tips on keeping warm when you are cold. And I figured I'd try and help out. You can use plants and you can use herbs to make that happen. Just as a reminder, if you do want some of the recipes I talked about, feel free to DM me on the old Instagram, or you can definitely hop over and join us at the Herbalist Path Facebook group. And if you want to go a bit deeper on some of the herbs that you can use to really warm you from the inside out, I did just do a podcast back in January. It's called Herbs to Warm Your Digestive Fire. Tune in. I go into a lot more detail on some of the medicinal benefits of some of the herbs and what that all means, but it might leave you feeling a little hungry in the end. So that's my fair warning then. Anyways, until next time, I really hope you stay warm, you bring on the warming herbs, and get yourself some snuggle time in if you can. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Herbalist Path care of yourself so you can take care of each other. This has been the Herbalist's Path, where we're on a mission to inspire an herbalist in every home again. Thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to support our mission, please subscribe, rate, and review to help others find us. Together, we can make herbalism hashtag spread like wildflowers. Wishing you all a lovely day. Bye for now. take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. Medicinal mushrooms are all the rage these days, if you didn't know already. And with great reason, because they are powerful medicine that can improve your health and your life in so many different ways when they're well-made. 
Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff on the market that isn't going to be so effective. And that's why you need to find a brand that you can actually trust. For me, that brand is Whole Sun Wellness. And this is the creation of a brilliant woman and fellow mama, Jamie Bonfiglio. She's an international mushroom educator that has been working in the medicinal mushroom industry for years. And this is when she saw firsthand how many other companies take shortcuts when it comes to their products. And Jamie wasn't having it. She set out to build her company the right way. Whole Sun Wellness is here to raise the industry standards so those crap mushrooms on the market aren't getting into your body or your family's body. Whole Sun Wellness is the first company to test and report nutritional facts for all of their extracts. They go beyond industry standards every step of the way, from sourcing to extraction and final testing. And as the owners of the largest medicinal mushroom farm in the United States, Whole Sun Wellness is taking control of their supply chain for the highest quality and absolute full transparency. They're even the first company to include pure mycelium extract in every single product. So when you're thinking of getting medicinal mushrooms for you and your family, Whole Sun Wellness is exactly the ones you want. Also, be sure to check out their new Mycolites. These are the world's first dissolvable electrolyte tablets. They're featuring functional mushroom extracts that'll give you more energy, more stamina, and recovery as well. And who couldn't use all of that? The other thing is, they are these adorable little mushroom-shaped tablets, and they come in like a little Altoids box, but way cooler than Altoids because they're mycolites. Anyways, head to wholesunwellness.com to grab yourself some mycolites and all of the other functional medicinal mushrooms that you and your family need. And of course, you can grab that link right here in the show notes now. 